Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. Welcome. Good evening. That's right. We're starting a little late this week. How you doing? I'm good. I'm sucking down a club soda. I rushed home. Sigur Ross is performing at the Met. So I had to go in and make sure that... Uh, Everything oh, was copacetic. Shit. I like them. So do I. I saw them at the Man five years ago. It was pretty awesome. But um, everything's fine. We had like maybe twenty extra customers. They can handle it. I pay people to handle it. I don't need to be. So I'm good to go. So I can take it to, take my time. I don't have to rush out of here. There you go. Okay, fair enough. I was at your bar uh, Friday actually. Did you see me? No, I didn't. No, I wasn't there. <laughs> I was watching. What was I watching? Oh, we we did Stranger Things over the weekend. We watched that. There you go. Oh. I uh I had to go to a wedding over the weekend for uh my girlfriend's coworker. So it's it's about as loose of a connection as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden I look at my calendar and it's like my whole summer is fucked with events for people that I know the least. Mm-hmm. All this. Dead center of of my weekend, so Saturday during the day. So I'm not doing shit this summer for uh, somebody's somebody's cousins graduating something. And uh, uh, I was uh, spent most of my weekend bitching at my girlfriend, saying it's fucking insane that I'm invited to this. I don't know these people at all. And then I went and I had fun. Of course you will, because you don't uh, know anybody. Cares, yeah, it just right? like, felt like uh, NPCs. Yeah, I danced. I had a good time. And my, I'm sure when it happens again, I'll complain again because that's just my personality type. Is if I don't know what I'm getting myself into and I have oh, to leave my basement, I'm going to to complain relentlessly. But uh, not too. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> it turns out people are okay. <laughs> that's a that's a. Uh, I'm very similar. Like I'll make plans ahead of time, buy tickets to a show, whatever. Night of the show, night of the party, night of the whatever. I don't want to do this. Why did I agree to do this? This is the worst mistake I've ever made in my entire life. But I'm conscious. And my wife's the same way. We both know that once we get to what we're going to do, we always have a good time. But there's this mental block of actually stepping out of the house that's just insurmountable at times. I completely understand. I sympathize with you. It's brutal, yeah. I mean, and you talked about, it, I think, when you went to Japan, the worst is sometimes when you get somewhere and then you go, oh, fuck, what did I do? I wish I was just home. <laughs> right, yeah. You gotta I had get a over real that. hard time. Yeah. First five days in Japan was tough for me. I had a really hard time adjusting. Chris, so, that's, hello. That's my life. How are you? Excellent. How you doing? I don't have these problems because I don't get invited to anything. So, you know, you know, neither do I. I have to invite myself like, to things. <laughs> No, you know, every time you are excited to go somewhere, like you can't fucking wait, and then you're excited to leave, and then you leave and you get there, and you're excited to be there, it's never that good. Mm-hmm. Chasing the dragon. And then when it. you don't want to go, you have a blast. That's usually the case, yep. I think. It's usually the case. Yeah. Like you set yourself up for disappointment, disappointment when you're excited about something, and then we're not excited about something. It can only go up from the point that right. you're at. You guys might be like this too. I was an only child, so I was my whole life. I'm keeping myself busy, and I have my own like onslaught of interest and things that I want to get into and plan to learn and do that I never actually execute on. There's just these things that I I should be doing that I can't wait till I have the time to do, and I just get very really resentful when people are eh, when I have to go do things. <laughs> 
for other people that I should care about. I'm like, oh, I have to go to your fucking wedding. What? This is what I'm supposed to be learning about X, Y, and Z. You're doing this that I never would do in the first place. And then right. you go and you have a good fucking time. <laughs> and you're like, I, but uh, I never those learned, two things combined. So I'm looking at my arm. I think I burned myself on my exhaust to my motorcycle or my scooter. It's either that or barbecue sauce. I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> Lick it. I'm going to. There's one way go. to find out. There's one, one way. Here we go. Now it's scarring. Blood and guts? That's scarring, all right. <laughs> when I put my lock on my scooter, you got to go, like, if you got to go underneath, kind of have to go underneath the exhaust to get to the wheel because it's all very short. And once a month, I burn my arm on it. This one I got myself pretty good. It's got a nice little scabbing going on there. I can't really tell what the tattoos. Anyway, you want to talk about wrestling? Or no? Nah, I, I truly don't, but we will. We will. There is lots of big news, though. Lots of stuff to talk about. But as promised, we'll talk about Stardom's Flashing Championship, or Champions. Very good show. When the hell did it happen? Two weeks ago? June 26th. No, that's wrong. May 28th? May 31st? Something. Yeah, May 28th, I believe it happened. Yeah, May 28th. We'll go through the card. A um, couple of things we'll talk about. Uh, the prominence match. Suzuki uh, Kane Fujita and uh, Mochi Natsumi defeated Cosmic Angels Unagi Mina and uh, Wakasukiyama. A little backstory: Wakasukiyama picked a fight with Suzu Suzuki, and as a result, got the living shit kicked out of her. Once again, Suzu Suzuki on display. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, entertaining undercard match. Uh, I, th- I felt like Suzu. They make Suzu Suzu Suzuki, excuse me, feel like a big deal. Waka put up a good fight there. It was a uh, respectful of that. They were able to kind of get the crowd too into prominence, you know, being this outsider faction, alien faction, outsiders. Uh, you got us going. I feel like you, Suzu, Suzu Suzuki, Jesus Christ, I'll get it right one of these times, uh, has been felt like a big deal and will be entertaining so far every time I've seen her. So it hasn't been much, hasn't been long that I don't know that she's even, even been with the company, but. Yeah, we, we get three shows, three shows out of her so far. I think four shows, a couple of pro- press conferences. Nineteen years old, ladies and gentlemen. She's got more character than most of the fucking people in professional wrestling. Like the a interesting pr- thing legit about Su- prodigy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the interesting thing about Suzuki is that the hardest part of this pro wrestling that people do is making being entertaining. You could do all the bridges and backflips and shit you want, but she's constantly entertaining, which I think is fucking brilliant. Hopefully she has a long career. Chris, thoughts? No, to your point, um, you know, uh, stories, I always say, make matches. Uh, the ability to, uh, athletic ability, I think, is secondary when it comes to pro wrestling. So you're 100% correct there. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not, you're, don't take this the wrong way. It, it was good. These guys were all really good. Everything you said about Suzu Suzuki, Suzu Suzuki, was uh, 100% correct. Trios matches. Uh, I, I've come to, to just. I just accepted the fact that I just don't fucking really like them. It's just a bunch of people getting their shit in. You know, it's a good way to fire up a crowd. That number one. And for it to be early in the card, it's a great move. Um, but I found the video of the press conference beforehand much more intriguing than the actual match. Right. About hair pulling and legit, like, people mad at each other, which was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, then you had, uh, I guess she's with, she's with, pro, pro, who's, what's the deal with lingerie lady? 
with Providence. Oh, but she's a lady in straight up. She's a lady in straight up lingerie. She brings a, 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 cat, a cat of nine tails to the ring and whips people oh, with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that part. Yeah. And then you had Sayaka, who's like giant, but she's probably only like five six in real. Sayaka, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, good stuff. Um, you know, you're still with me. You're fighting from underneath because it's trios match, and it's just man. I just not a huge fan of them, but this yep. was a good way to get to. I'm a huge fan. Of, I I'm just gonna shit all over everything I just said. I'm a fan of them to start a card, and this was the right place to put that. Okay. Most importantly, Suzu. I'm I'm, Suzu. I'm, I'm assuming she's gonna fight Unagi Sayaka next. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But um, let's move on. What so, do you think of it, Jim? Oh, of the match? Oh, I thought it was fun. I think it's a very important that Suzu Suzuki is. She's you know I, I'm assuming. That Stardom fans don't really watch or didn't really watch Ice Ribbon. And, you know, this is some new blood. Instead of them being able to bring uh, foreign talent in, they're just working within the Joshi community and just bringing people in here. This is good. I mean, they obviously Stardom has a good relationship with the, pe- the girls from Prominence. So I think it's good. I think it was fun. Uh, and like I said, I got the point across that Suzu Suzuki's someone not to be messed around with. Everybody else in Prominence where- fill holes. You know what I mean? Like, they're not exact. I mean, Mochi Natsumi, the girl with the lingerie, she's really athletic for, like, her stature. But a kind of Fujita is just one that eat pins, usually, because she's just, like, a big hoss that takes a beating. Right. So, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I will ask you to go outside of your typical hosting duties to make sure you're giving out your analysis on these starter matches as Chris and I continue to learn and get into it. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty to clean up. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill in any blanks. No problem. Wakasukiyama, by the way, the girl that was picked to fight with uh, Suzuki. I think she's had a four-year career. She's never won a match. It's <laughs> her story. It's her story. She's never won a match. You see her starting to get a little angrier and angrier, like she's picking fights with people she shouldn't be. Still hasn't won. There you go. Singles match for the high-speed championship. Azumi defeated Thekla. Thekla got hurt in this. She's out for a month. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, Zumi, another strong high-speed title performance there. I was interested to see that they chose Thekla to participate in the high-speed match because since she's, you know, top of my mind, probably one of the least high-speed of their wrestlers, and uh, she was clearly a little bit behind throughout this one, but uh, still a very skilled wrestler. And uh, while it wasn't the best fit, it was an entertaining and and brief match, which I appreciate. Yeah, seven and a half minutes. Chris, thoughts? So first of all, Thekla looked awesome. She looks fucking ridiculous. Um, also, I didn't realize it took me a minute while I was watching the match that the uh, braids coming out of her head yeah. are are her limbs. Because <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a spider. spider. She's the spider. So she has to have four limbs coming out of her head and then arms and legs. That gives her eight limbs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had a feeling that she was hurt when I saw the end of that match. Um but if it's, you know, a probably separated shoulder, that's about right. A month. Yeah, they're saying that you know? they they didn't reveal what the injury is, but the doctors said she needs to take a month off. So. Yeah, it's probably probably a separated shoulder. Because I saw when she went, when she, I think she took, when, I saw when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I think she had taken, maybe taken a, um, I don't know if it was this match or not. Somebody had taken a finisher and I was like, oh, that's a good way to separate somebody's fucking shoulder. But, um, oh, you took, know what? She took a crash to the side, to her side. She landed funny. Yeah, and she sense. looked like, and she looked like she was in legit pain when she got slapped in that finisher. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, but, uh, you know, Jim, I don't know about you or Brandon. I don't know you about you, but I've always wanted a trophy that just said winner on it. <laughs> I'm glad you're catching up to this. Yeah, they are recycled trophies. They're not. <laughs> they all say winner. Go he's out. Been, buy a, he's used go out. Years. Go out and go to the store and just get ones engraved for like you know a bucket piece with everybody's name on it with magnets on the back. You just swap them out. Right? Have a have a have a whole like just an envelope with every wrestler and their name engraved on a little gold plate. Pull it off, pop another one on. I'm pretty sure they winner. They make label makers like now that aren't that OG. I think they're like printed and clear. So you can just keep pulling them off and putting them on that clear piece of metal. Nobody of winner. Winner. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, SWA World Championship can only be defended by foreigners. Or you can't be the same from the same nation. I'm not really sure what the rules are. Mayo Otani, the champ, defeated Fukiken Des, who is from outer space. Brandon, thoughts? Oh, this was the d- disgrace of the belt. I this, hate that they had to. Uh, this is I hate that they had to go. Five minutes. <laughs> five minutes is They had to go to outer space to make this fit into the limitations of the title. No, this was fucking fun. Fuki and Death is ridiculous. We get a moonsault within, in, a, in a five minute match from a from a clown. <laughs> and she does. She does a stocky like, clown. She does like a roll up uh, German suplex too in the middle of the match, which she doesn't yeah. do with this character. I, was a I would ridiculous. like to see her. Uh, I feel like every time I've seen her, it's been somewhat brief. So, uh, like, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see more of her. I'm not mad about that, but Chris. Uh, All right, so we're not even gonna. I, I assume somebody will bring it up <laughs> before I did. The beating of Mayu with the paper. Yes, beats the shit out of her with the newspaper. <laughs> beats her in the newspaper. Look, Fuki Gondes is somebody that I would part with hard-earned money to see. I, yeah, I went to her anniversary party. When I, was I mean, really, I, I really would. Yeah, we went. To, uh, Tina and I got tickets. You know, we were I, one of the things we planned on doing was going to a wrestling show. So we, it was like, <clears throat> I think it was two days before Halloween. We were there, and I was just looking through. There's this big list it's called Puota, and it comes up and it's like a live list, and it tells you who has tickets and everything, Japanese based. And I see it, and it's uh, what's her name? Um, uh, anniversary Yana. of what? It, it's, it was her 10-year anniversary of a rest, as being a wrestler. Gotcha. The woman that plays Fukuyenda. It's, um, what's her name? Uh, Kari Yonayama. Yonayama. It's Kari Yonayama is her name. So it was her anniversary. So, like, all the stars of all Joshi were there, plus a bunch of other stars at, in Cork and Hall. I got to see Hana Kimura. I got to see um, Aja Kong. And I got to see Fukigen Death. I got to see Kari Yonayama. And I got to see Kari Yonayama dressed up like um, Goku from Dragon Ball. She wrestled three fucking times. Nice. It was amazing. It was a great show. I'm so glad I went. As opposed to going to something serious, we went and saw that. It was a fucking blast. We laughed our asses off. Tina fell asleep for the first ten minutes. But that's fine. It was a long day. I was laughing and I brought that up. I, I'm still with the phase with stardom where I will little inside baseball go on and read like a a review of this show just to make sure i'm not totally fucking off base with what i'm looking at right and the, the one that i pick it was like post wrestling and the guy was like oh god this is this is a disgrace to the to the belt i was pretty disappointed to this. <laughs> yeah okay jesus fucking Christ. disgrace to the belt <laughs> it's a so oh my god, can i, I hate these uh, can i just yeah good can i just tell you i do the same exact thing 
like I'll go and afterwards I'll, I'll watch the match. I mean, when I was in high school, we had to read King Lear and the book that we bought, you had to go buy the book and then the book you bought, it was a certain one and it had Shakespeare on one page and then the explanation of everything just fucking happened on the next page because right. you can't understand shit. And that's exactly what I do. I watch the match. I find a website that has the results and the, and the, um, the review of the match and I'll watch the match and then I'll read the review just to make sure I'm catching everything that's happening. Right. Cause I'm not that familiar with it. And, um, totally different guy said exactly the same thing. Hmm. I don't even know what the website it was, but it wasn't that. And the guy was like, you know, I mean, it's kind of weak that they had to go. That fucking kind of dust was, was from outer space. It was great. The crowd was completely into it. It's just, it's she a, carries it's a, the newspaper because she's got a feud going with the uh, uh, Tokyo Sports. Her and Saki, uh, uh, what the fuck's her name? Shit, I'm, my names are uh, Saki Kashima. They showed up at Tospo's uh, uh, office, Tokyo Sports office, with the newspaper and they're beating the shit out of the writers and stuff with the newspapers. They ended up on the on the front cover on. because of it. So awesome. the question. <laughs> Two questions. Number one, so this guy, both of these people had a problem with um, the the being from outer space. That's 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 a serious problem. But the uh, sad clown doing metal horns constantly <laughs> and getting beat up because she's in the middle of doing metal metal horns instead of instead of beating her opponent up. That's that that's okay. That's all right. Like, come on. The other thing I wanted to say though is like, same with this match. I gotta say, I always wanted a trophy at some point in my life that just said "winner" at the bottom of it. <laughs> Did you guys get a t- chance to see the high-speed t- uh, belt that Azumi has? We were talking about the trophy. It looks like someone stuck it in the dishwasher or in the washing machine with bleach. It's totally washed out. The surface of it is completely smooth. It has no details on it. It's a, it almost looks like it's got like a sideways looking some sort of cat on yeah, it. Yeah, it's a lion, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and a it's, cheetah, you maybe, can't tell what it is speed. unless they get right on top of it, right? right. It's totally yeah, I did worn see. out. It's like it was like lost at sea or something and washed up. Right. <laughs> it's it's waterlogged, it's like all falling apart. There you go. So trophies and bad belts. Moving on. Tag team match. Part of the charm. Yep. Uh White Knights. Tom Nakano and Kyrie defeated the Queen's Quest team of Utami Hayashista and Miyu Amazaki. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, the result was probably never in question here. Um, I like the story of this, kind of that they're, Kyrie's as she inserts herself into stardom, is pissed off at Utami Yashishita for, got that one off. Sorry, Suzu. Uh, he's pissed off for... Like her not really breaking in the young wrestlers properly, so she's gonna do it here. So with this one, it was the the journey was the destination, and I have a feeling the journey is gonna involve uh, Mayu Amasaki getting the shit kicked out of her, and uh, that is what happened. But she stood the test, uh, pretty entertaining. And then afterwards, I, what I was probably the most pumped on was you get you, you get the tease of the Kyrie versus Utami yes. singles match, which is like that's got to be the apex of. Uh, what they have to offer right now as far as names and stardom. So Chris thoughts. So Kyrie's gold, in my opinion. She's very does very little that's not amazing. Um the whole story of te- just teaching the young the young person a lesson, breaking them in. I mean it was did a really good job of telling that story. Um one thing I noticed 
that I wish they would do more. They do it actually twice in this show. They do it in the main event as well. Kyrie gets stuck in the arm bar. But the fight is the defense. It's not you get slapped into an arm bar and then you sat in it for five minutes screaming until you made it to the ropes. Right? They get into this battle so that she can catch the arm bar. She kind of doesn't. And then when she does, Kyrie makes it to the ropes. So it actually puts a lot more emphasis on how devastating the submission is. So I really like that. That happens in the main event as well. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing, though, is has Tom Nakano ever impaled anybody on her on her halberd? On her spears? No. Yeah, on her halberd that she no. brings out to the ring. Does she ever run? Does she ever come out? Like, does she ever come out on a horse and then just stab somebody and lift them up in the air at any point? Or now, never happens. Never happens. Oh man. And I can never get enough of that elbow drop. Sorry, that elbow drop is so good. Yeah. I don't have much to say. You guys said everything. Mio Amazaki. She's going to be a star, but she's 20 years old. She's got the look. She needs to clean it up a little bit, or move, like her move set and everything. And she should be a star. She should be pretty good. But we get like a little Kyrie tease versus Tom Nakano. But then the big, the big juice match I think is Kyrie versus Tommy, which we might get at one of the bigger shows. Excited about it. Kyrie not in the five star, which we talked about before. <clears throat> she's more of a special attraction, so I wouldn't expect to see her every week, every uh, big show. Moving on, got to start Stardom Championship. This is the tag team titles. Fukuoka Double Crazy defeats Donna Del Monde because Julia and Hazuki go outside and beat the piss out of each other for like five minutes while Kokomo beats the shit out of my Sakurai. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I was half watching this one in and out, to be honest. Um, caught the end. I would like to see more of Julia and Hazuki since they were uh, uninterested in the result of the match and then taking it to each other outside like you uh, referenced. So. Chris? Yeah, I think that was the story they were going for, right? This was just a uh, means to an end? Yep. That's going to be our so, feud coming in yeah. to something. Julie and I think I noticed, was, was there a tr- was there a, was a title match? Was there a trophy that said winner on it? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tell them. You think it's the same one? They just, like, unscrew the top? Uh, well, <laughs> we'll talk about the next match because I don't think there's two because I think the same one makes an appearance in the next one. Six-woman tag uh, match for Artists of Star Championship. This is the uh, six-person title. Wadeo Tai with Saki Kashima, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid defeated Mihime Poi, Mika, Himika, and Natsupoi, who were the champs. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, uh, Starlight Kid and Watanabe are is as entertaining as it gets. So I thought they nailed the trios format here. I was thinking of what Chris said earlier about how he doesn't like it or if it's at the beginning. And uh, I think I, I genuinely agree with you, Chris. However, I will say, like, this made me think differently for, for a bit where I was like, I, there is something here if you can pace it perfectly, which they just a bit, they just about did here. Uh, those two kept it entertaining for most of the match, and neither of them were the ones that – uh. Got him over the finish line. That was Saki Kashima. So, uh, good stuff. Chris? He nailed it. I mean, there was, you know, once again, I, I kind of start glazing over in trios matches. Uh, but there was a lot of cool stuff. Momo fucking rules. Uh, Starlight Kid rules. Uh, there was a Rana at one point that turned into a Boston Crab. Yep. That was pretty awesome. And then you have, you know, 
I'm laughing all the time because Starlight Kid, first of all, they got Starlight Kid and Natsupoi. I looked, listed at both being 4'11", but Starlight Kid ain't 4'11". She's shorter than Natsupoi. <laughs> so she's like 4'10", 4'9". They're tiny. It's ridiculous. It was. I was like, how small are these people? And I Very went tiny. and looked. But no, it was a good match. I, I enjoyed it. But like I said, once we get to these trios matches, I start glazing over. I've said this before, will, and I said it at the beginning no. when we first started covering Stardom, is that I think Stardom in general does tag team better than anybody else in the trios. I think their trios matches are always really good. Definitely worth checking out, I think. Okay, Chris. Well, I would... I would say that they definitely don't go through that formula. And maybe if once, you know, I watch more of this stuff, I'll break out of that mindset. But they don't really go into that getting your shit in formula. They no. kind of mix it up a lot, which is really cool. Because, you know, we're used to seeing trios matches. It's just a time filler. Like I said, it's cool. You need those things, especially for the live audience. they got to go to the bathroom at some point. Right. So, like, I get it. You have to have that stuff. But... You know, and then we always talk about it before with New Japan. It's get all the dudes that aren't in a storyline. Let the fans see their favorites in real life. I mean, Christ, we saw a match with all of our favorites, and it had the fucking Rock and Roll Express in it. And <laughs> I was fucking so mad. And then I just said, fuck it. At least I get to see these other dudes. And it, and it was great. Yeah. I was going to say, what this show had, and it, it occurred to me around this time in it, um, is I like – and a lot of it is the brevity of the matches um, and the context against each other. It's interesting, the balance where it's like we just covered this AEW show where uh, for extended periods, you're kind of pulled out of the card because you're not interested for one reason or another. You know, they're going to drag things out and everybody's going to get their shit in. And then you're kind of waiting for, oh, there's either going to be the, the big, high quality wrestling match or the very entertaining thing. And this had a good pace as you're moving through it of like, this is high quality wrestling and it's it's 10 minutes or this is entertaining and it's five minutes and they stack off of each other and you're like oh i thought that was going to be the entertaining match then we're getting to serious shit and then we kind of come back into a little bit of silliness and it builds on top of it the matches build on top of each other in like a really nice way where you're like this is a good show they're actually just putting on a fucking show in a nice format which is just like unheard of from the wrestling pay-per-views that we cover yeah I don't know if that made sense or not, but it totally did. Uh, Saki Kashima has won more Artists of Stardom championships than anybody else. They treat her like she's an old lady. She's like 28. <laughs> she's like the mom of Odeo Tai. <laughs> dust the old Saki dust, Kashima. 28. She's 28 years old. Singles match for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, a.k.a. the White Belt. Sayakami Tani defeated Mirai, the winner of Finderella. This match is fucking awesome. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I'll keep it brief. You know, high drama throughout. Um, Sai Kamatami is as good, if not the best, of anybody that I watched on this whole show. It might have been my favorite because I truly didn't know who was going to win. I thought she was done at a couple points, and this got me in that sense, which I I usually don't get hung up on where I'm like, holy fuck, what is going to happen here? Chris, Chris, I was going to say what Brandon just kind of, uh, said exactly Sorry, what I was going to say. No, no, no. We had the same opinion on it. But it was this, this, uh, you know, you think you got it down, but they they flip the script on you, which is always a lot of fun. You know what I mean? When you think you you think you think you you can plot out the ending, and 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 it's not what you think it's going to be. So yeah, and then you get a little challenge at the end. Yep. With Starlight Kid, 
um, which was good because I'll always take Starlight Kid. So, yeah, good stuff, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Mariah did a great job as even though she's a powerhouse, she was the underdog in this. She sold well for this match. I think it's is Saya Kamitani's first match where I watched where I was like, okay, she's really the champ. Like, I believe that she is. Like, it's been a build to this, and I think it's been intentional. And now you're like, oh, shit, she's the real deal. She's not just the, you know, first-time white belt champ now. And we're getting Starlight Kid, so it should be ridiculous. No knockout, no countout, knockout, and submission match <laughs> for the World of Stardom Championship. We got Siri, the champ, defeats Risa Sarah from Prominence. Brandon Thoughts. Yeah, uh, they make it abundantly clear up front that this was going to be a fight, <clears throat> and that it was. Uh, this was wild as hell. Uh, I'll just skip right to the one of the crazier things I've seen this year is this Siri getting cracked across the face with a, ke- a kendo stick, and uh, that sound and, and uh, reaction was just hor- fucking horrific. I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but oh my god, I didn't think I was going to see that when I fired up the uh, stardomworld.com, stardom dash world.com <laughs> and my god the crowd was just like completely <laughs> after it happened because you can't you still can't cheer yet chris thoughts yeah no, oh, sorry. I, if i could just say one more thing i was oh, like I, right it was kind of ripe with cheating from prominence which i'm not a huge fan of but i usually don't see stardom do so so no problem there yeah just keep it brief when that shit's going on especially at the headline of a pay-per-view it makes sense there and then a maniacal finish i fucking love siri very very um like intentional like a killer like okay how do i get out of here successfully when i'm outnumbered break the kendo stick punch her in the head oh my god her fucking head yeah (laughs) dude anything that's fucking insane that's what I would do if I was like in a legit fight, and you thought you like okay, it's my back's against the wall. What do I need to A B C? How do I get out of here successfully? Move on, and uh, holy shit! Then fucking Momo Watanabe comes out and is like, yeah, I want some, I want some of that. So, pretty sick ending to it. Fuck yeah! Sorry, go ahead, Chris. Chris. No, I mean, look, Joshi wrestling for the win here, right? You get two women. Um, you know, really trying to go out there and hurt one another without the like traditional, you know, I complain it all the time. The traditional women, sassy women arguments with uh, with extensions down to their fucking ankles. Like, you know, it was real people fighting. Uh, I really like that. The ref catches the kendo stick at one point, which is quite strange. <laughs> yeah. And go but wait, and go back. Let me let me reverse because I forgot to say this. Uh, Fuki got this, uh setting up the ref getting DDT'd, which yes. was also awesome. <laughs> um, but you know the match. I I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think it's over. It's so overdone. The heel faction coming in and interfering, right? Like I mean, we got to that point in the middle of last year where it was like every time the young bucks would look like they were going to lose, fucking asshole number one and asshole number two, fucking. Gallows and Anderson would come down to the ring doing some kind of a stupid dance. And remember that whole period where it was just the same episode every week. And once you see it so many times, it's like it's 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 just ridiculous. Um, You know, to 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 every AEW fan has to be like six years old or faction to to death at this point. Yeah. Stuff gets on your nerves. Right. I mean, if you remember, like, you know, uh, Brandon, I don't know how well how good your recollection of it was, but like. When when the NWO first showed up on the scene, 
and they were beating the crap out of everybody. We hadn't kind of seen that for a while. So it was like, holy shit, look what's going on here. And you, it has so much has so much more gravity to it, right? When when they do it in something like stardom where you don't see it a lot. And it was going on constantly, right? Um outside the ring, I mean <laughs> Jim, who's who's throwing all the shoulder tackles? Um Oh, uh, fuck, what's her name? Uh, she's injured right now. Oh, no, no, that's, uh, Amy Sorry. That's, uh, she's with, uh, God's Eye, uh, series, new, uh, new, um, faction. Yeah, I, I have in my notes shoulder tackles galore. Cause, yeah, Shasta, uh, Shasta, yeah, gotta get it. Yeah, get some, and get some. And then they just started pulling each other hair. It was awesome, that right? Was great. So, it's, uh, I mean, that's a good, I, I, I was gonna say, you know, like you said, Brandon, Shiri catches the beatdown. Like, completely catches it. She still manages to get the W because she's a badass. Uh, this is a – if you want to sell somebody on Joshi, here's a match to sell somebody on Joshi. It's got it's got your traditional uh, good guy versus bad guy tropes with all the bad guy cheating going on, which is like, you know, that'll feed that to you. And be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what I'm used to seeing, but it'll get your eyes open to some new, new talent and new way of telling stories. And if I'm not mistaken, at the end, I think they present Siri with a trophy that just says, winner! <laughs> this is going to get all that Every, Everybody's going to get one of them for Christmas this year. Winner! <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, they couldn't even change the ba- the ribbons on it. No, no, same thing. Same thing over and over again. Yeah, right I'll move on. I'm good. You sure? I'm trying to figure out the, somebody's name. Um, Yeah, this is ridiculous. One thing that I like about uh, professional wrestling when it's done well is, okay, so you have Siri who is, she was in a, she was in UFC. She's known for kickboxing, for grappling. And then Risa Sari is just like deathmatch queen now. She's got her own deathmatch federation. Uh, go out of your way to check out her versus Suzu Suzuki from the last prominent show. It's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. It's about 20 minutes. Um, so she's like a traditional professional wrestler. Now. All her moves are professional wrestling. She has no real counters for the kicks. So every time Shiri laid one in, it was like she sold it like she didn't know what to do about it. So she started cheating. She started using the weapons, the rules of, well, the lack of rules for this match. No count out. No knockout submission match. So she's got that. She's using the fucking kendo stick and she's beating the shit out of Siri. She's got her friends showing up and cheating. So then Siri, what does she do? She uses what she's best at. She kicks her in the fucking face and she chokes her out. Risa Sarah being a psychopath doesn't give up her, t- her, which you rarely see in professional wrestling. Her corner had to throw the talent for her to get the submission. They yeah, had to give up because she was going to die. She was willing to die instead of losing to Siri. Come on, man. It doesn't get much better than that. It's fucking great. And this, Risa Sarah the, looks uh, fucking brilliant. She got she lost. She still looks brilliant. Go ahead, Brandon. The strangle plus the shake. Yes. Is like chef's kiss. That's Love good it. stuff. If you're choking someone out and giving them whiplash at the same time. Yes, so good. I, I just yeah, I just can't express enough how I how much I appreciate that moment where you get like, okay, the the villain has countered. Here's every trick in the book here comes their friends here comes the weapon it's within the rules i'm fucked and the siri like the, the champion having the wherewithal to just be like i gotta get out of here in, in three fucking minutes before they can think of the next thing that they need to do i right. just gotta we gotta wrap this thing up 
kick to boot to the teeth, strangle and shake your head. So <laughs> see good. you later. Fucking brilliant. Nice stuff. Very yeah. very uh, poignant. Good stuff. Good show. Great show. As a matter of fact, I think it's one of the best shows we've had this year overall, top to bottom. Very fun. Um, next coming up, we got I a would, couple. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was gonna say I would say the best like show overall. Year. I don't know that any match was my favorite, but as far as construction. That thing moves pretty clean. Yeah, and it built to the end. We get big events. We get Saki Kashima win. We get uh, Sayakami Tani win. And then we get uh, the big the big match at the end between prominence. So coming out of this, we uh, have Stardom fight in the top, which I'm imagining is <laughs> it sounds like a circus. <laughs> fight in the top. Come on down. Uh, let's see any big standout matches. Um... Most importantly, I think the big one is Tom Nakano and Natsu Poi, which we've seen before. But we're getting a steel cage match. This, I believe, is the first time we've had a steel cage match in stardom. And it kind of doesn't make any sense. So you get the stars team of Mayo Iwatani, Koguma, and Hazuki versus Queen's Quest, Tami Hayashita, Azumi, and Sayakamitani. And the only reason that this match exists is so that Koguma, Mayo Iwatani, Azumi, and Sayakamitani can jump off the, the cage. That that is the only reason this makes sense. There is no feud. They're just doing it. I think it's gonna be a must watch though, because I think they're all gonna jump off the fucking cage. Brandon thoughts. My first thought is just like where are they getting a cage from? Who they can't even get that fucking trophy. They who's making their cage? <laughs> it's gonna be made out of old trophies. They're just gonna X them all together. Just it's not like you could call it's not like you could call U-Haul or something like rent one. Someone's got to build that shit from scratch. I'm curious to see what this cage looks like. <laughs> I hope it's the old so. blue one from WWE. Chris, thoughts? There you go. Yeah, I'd like to see people jumping off cages, especially they usually don't jump off cages. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely it. down. I don't give a shit if it makes any sense. Just fucking jumps people off cages. Uh, Tom Nakano and Natsu Pui had it during the press conference. Uh, Jam spaghetti into each other's face. So there you go. So much so that they ate the food off of their faces after. She gets real gay in these fucking press. These girls are having fun. These it's girls really are having a blast. It's really horny. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's great. I love it. Uh, if anybody, I'm sorry. Ahead. If anybody wants to, uh, real quick, if anybody, any listeners want to watch a uh, movie, a good movie where people smash food in each other's face, uh, may I recommend Penitentiary 2 oh, starring Ernie Hudson. And Mr. T. Just just want to throw it out there. And uh, and Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, a little guest star. A little, little guest, guest star. Spot. There you go. Terrible film. Very funny, though. Um, Maya Watani is getting a movie made out of her life. Runaway Champion? Runaway Wrestler, I believe it's called? If anybody... If you want some backstory on Maya Watani and you want to cry a little bit, uh, there was a show on Vice called The Wrestlers. I think it was the singer from the band Fucked Up. I think fucked up is Canadian band. Yeah. So he goes over and he's just trying to find out what attracts people to wrestling. And they have one episode that's, I think it's called the best wrestlers on the planet. And it, they go to stardom and they talk to everybody from stardom, but they touch on like the stuff that like weird, creepy, sexy parts of it. And it's actually very entertaining, but they talk to Mayo Iwatani about her story and it's very tragic. Brandon, what was their conclusion? That it's creepy. <laughs> That's creepy. It's creepy. It was back when Azumi was like 16. So they're talking to her, and Rossi says she looks like a grandma at one point. Like, it's fucked up, dude. It's weird. 
but they're you know they're trying to point out the fact that they're sexualizing kids for these creeps that show up and give them gifts yeah i really should just start grappling with that thought i've kind of i kind of just kicked that can down the road but uh (laughs) they've stopped high i mean they kind of don't do underage kids anymore the ones all the kids that are involved in stardom that are on the cards have been with them for a long time i don't think they're bringing kids in anymore i think bushy road's trying to stay away from that they used to have kids that were 12 years old. For, like, obviously one reason only. Well, maybe two. 12 is a little young, but... Creepsters. They're creepy. They're, they're freaks. Them freaks. <laughs> it's yeah, called who's playing Japan's Finest Wrestlers. That's what the episode's called. It's very interesting. It's very cool. But Mayo Itani, she was a shut-in. She uh, ran away from home, and she became one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. And she's got a movie made about, about, her, life, about, about her life, and I'm excited about it. I'm going to fly to Japan just to say... Who's playing her, John Cena? Uh, they don't know yet. They're casting. I wish. John Cena's <laughs> playing her. Um, who, who's Hannah Montana? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, Cyrus is going to play her. I can't wait. Chris, you're going to go US see Mayo Otani's movie? Yeah. Why not? Why not? We'll see it right after we see the new Ultraman. Yeah, whenever that's coming in. United States. All right. What else we got to talk about? Let's talk about Stardom announced. Star, our Bushiroad announced a Stardom and New Japan joint show. It's going to happen on November 20th. Already teased, Azumi and um, Hiromo Takahashi versus Desperado and Starlight Kid. We're gonna have mixed tag matches, and I'm in. I'm here for it. Brandon, thoughts? Also here for it. Let's do it. I'm glad that they're addressing it that way and not going. Here's a little bit of Stardom. Here's a little New Japan. I'm sure we're gonna have some of that, but let's get the big stars and the big matches working together. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not assuming everything is mixed, but the fact that they're doing that it, it caught me off guard. So good yeah. for them. Chris, excited? Yeah, and I'm down with the mix too because a couple things. Number one, just telling me what a big deal it is that Stardom, you know, would be teaming in a New Japan show, which I understand that's a big deal for them to be doing a show like that. But that shouldn't be a big deal. It should have not been a big deal. 70 years ago uh you know so like to sell me on that oh you gotta understand this is a big deal that they're doing out and uh, it's not it's ridiculous that they haven't done it yet so i uh, uh, if you don't give me it that makes, if honestly makes no talent sense. then it, the same company owns both i don't know why right. they haven't done a joint show before right it, it's just but i mean like that's what they'll you know how they do that sometimes where it's like well what you don't get is is that man like it's a big deal in japan well it shouldn't be End of story. I'm sick of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm down. Hold on, I think you're a little wrong there because because <laughs> um, Cyberfight does Cyberfight Festival and they they have TJPW, they have um, DDT, and they have uh, Noah all together on one show. And they've done this a couple right. years in a row, so it's not. Right. I, I mean, it's not unheard of. But it's just. No. I think it's stupid that Bushi Road hasn't done this yet. They got money to make by doing this it makes no sense <laughs> i guess what the point i'm making is is that like you know remember do you remember what was it wrestle kingdom a few years ago where you had the starlight uh they, they had the stardom dark match yeah they've had, had I think, oh, three a, years in a row yeah. it's a big deal you know they're doing the dark match they've never done this before in stardom and the women don't wrestle in new japan why well because i, I understand want, it's I, I, I okay i'm on the other side of that i don't want stardom in my new japan i don't want new japan in my stardom i want them separated okay I don't want a women's division of New Japan, so they can. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that going by this Japanese way of thinking or New Japan's way of thinking that it was like taboo that they weren't doing it, they wouldn't have women. I don't think that's right, right? though. 
I don't think it's now taboo. you don't. Okay, I don't well, think it's I mean, taboo. I don't know. I think I it's just they, fucking... they, they separated it. It's separate. There's women's wrestling. There's there's men's wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, if that's the case, then then cool. All right, right. that's awesome. But it was it was almost like I don't know. I always just assumed it was the fact that it was like, no, the women and the men can't be together. It is a violation room. of our culture. Yeah, and I don't uh, fucking I mean, uh, that's that's why I was just kind of like. Uh, uh, that's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I was just under that impression. That's what I thought too. I just it felt like it was like because it was it wouldn't be as entertaining. We couldn't you wouldn't want to see that kind of attitude, which is probably fucked up. I mean, I'm part. sure that there's people out there that are like that. They're like that with fucking AEW and with WWE and with every other wrestling. Oh, I don't want to see girls. I just want to see men being men. I mean, that's that's part of it. You know what I mean? That's part of your when when your fan base is probably mostly men. You have this preconceived notion what professional wrestling is. I would imagine that's probably what you're thinking. You know what I mean? Well, there's like a yeah. fine line. There's a fine line between like, yeah, you do something well, you do that. This other company does something well, you do that, which is what you're saying, Jim. And that's the that is the correct answer. Cool. There is also some part of it that feels like what Chris and I are saying, where it's like I think there's a Showtime thing about Bear Bryant where they tried to pump him up, and it was like Alabama segregates their football team, oh, oh, oh. and it's like, well, this Sorry, this happened in. So this happened in uh, 1975, tw- 12 years after everybody else had a, an interracial football team, and oh, right, it right. only it only happened once they lost 56 to zero to USC, and it's like, well, this is kind of fucking late and fucked up. So it's like, wh- which one of these two scenarios is it? I would imagine in Alabama's case, it's probably they realized that they were gonna have to bite the bullet and stop being racist just to win. In that case, it was right. like, well, they got their doors blown off by the mixed race team so that's what they did I th- that's well, the only reason i bring that example up is because it's like well this could feel like that where it's right. like oh well now that it's just so far past when it's okay you're doing this kind of show but right. i don't even want to get into this fun conversation chris just took his headphones off and left we could talk about it because <laughs> we could talk about it because um i guarantee stardom talent doesn't get paid the same amount as new japan talent does you know what i mean like we know how that works pay scale is close, probably yeah. definitely skewed no way it's skewed here. Forget about it. Super, like we're super sexist. They're super duper sexist over there. So, all right, let's move on. Best super juniors. Ready? Yes. Did you guys catch the final? No, I didn't. Oh my god. Yeah, the show stunk. The oh, final okay. was good. No, the show was fucking terrible. It was all six man matches. Ugh. It was terrible. Six Ugh. and eight man matches. The final was good though. I watched it on the treadmill. It was perfect time. It was thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. It was like thirty one minutes. Romo Takahashi defeated El Desperado. It was a good match. Um, you know, you kind of think that you're going to get sick of this stuff because they've wrestled each other so many times, but, you know, they changed it up. They did, a, like, a knee gimmick for Hiromo, and El Desperado had, like, his ribs were screwed up. So they changed it up a little bit. Time Bomb wins it. It was pretty good. But the excitement, the exciting part, you ready for this? The Dominion card has been announced. Dominion, oh, the no. second biggest show. Well, maybe it's one of the top three. So, like, the big shows for New Japan, we got Wrestle Kingdom. You got Dominion. You got G1 Climax Final. Are right, you ready for this? Let's go through the card. Second, Probably second or third biggest show of the year. 20-minute time limit. Tenzan, Master Wado, and Taguchi versus Aaron Hanare, Francesco Akira, and TJP. Tenzan. 20 minute time limit. Tenzon. Isn't he at, isn't he in the at risks uh uh the at risk He's at risk of his COVID foot falling people. off. <laughs> COVID at risk people. 
also they've said there's no cheering yet. Hopefully we'll get it at Dominion, but uh, they're cheering anyway, the crowd. I don't know why they're not just letting them do it. 20-minute time limit. Hiromu Takahashi, Naito, and Bushi versus Taiji Ishimori, Ace Austin, and El Fantasma. You ready for this one? If you're not so excited, get ready for this one. You ready? 30-minute time limit. Toro Yano versus Doc Gallows. Brandon, thoughts? Hey. <laughs> God, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. That was me talking, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, 60 minute time limit. Never open weight six man tag championship. We got the challengers. Yoshinobu Karamaro, Zack Saber Jr. and El Desperado versus Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. In 2022, Yujiro Takahashi has a belt. Brandon, thoughts? Oh man, you know exactly. This is a this is a, this is um weekly or biweekly our worst segment is when we go over. Go over an upcoming New Japan card and, and just groan. At this point, thirty second increments. At this point, when you know it, when I'm going through the entire card from top to bottom, you gotta know that stinks. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? Yujiro Takahashi, champ. I'm down. Harvey Keitel, Japanese Harvey Keitel. He is the Japanese champ. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> we're just bu- we're just building a like a Chris and Brandon groan compilation on our youtube where we're just like we give the week of us being like fuck. 60 minute time limit iwgp tag championship match the challengers the great O'Carney and jeff cobb versus the champs chase owen chase owens and bad luck Fale. i love this would be a good like first match care. right it would be a great be first, good, like yeah. number one yeah i definitely Their tag division Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Their tag division has always been so bad. Yeah, it stinks. They just, just take a couple guys, stick them together, and go, you're a tag team now. Very WWE. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think mostly recently it's because they can't get any foreigners in. But that's only the, that only excuses the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it's always been bad. Yeah. 60 minutes. It feels later. like nobody goes go to New Japan. It feels like nobody goes to New Japan with the intention of participating in a tag team no they're, they're and then like, they they just have to, it as an aftermath yeah like i want to wrestle like the big guys i don't want to be in a tag team i don't want to be stuck with this dude all right here we go you ready for this this ties into our aw talk all right let's let's start with that okay so cm punk's hurt cm punk needs surgery he's out this happens this news comes out after they announced Tanahashi. They pretty much announced Tanahashi versus CM Punk at their uh, what's the fuck's the name of the show? Forbidden Door in Chicago. They pretty much asked. Chris and I fucking minds blown by this, right? Chris, thoughts on that? On that idea? Almost before, cried. Before we shit on it. Almost cried. Right. This yeah. is like a dream matchup. Can we? We can. Can I just real quick go back to what we I said earlier that you get two guys who've been around a while. Um, Tana doesn't move the best. Punk doesn't move the best. Both of them are banged up for years of doing this, but they can both tell stories and stories make fucking matches. And this was going to be awesome. Was going to be awesome. Punk's out. So 60 minute time limit. This is the AEW interim championship elimination match. Winner faces (laughs) whoever wins the title. 
the interim title in AEW. We got a Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. Brandon, thoughts? I wonder if it's going to be the guy that they already flew out there to make the TV appearances if he's had the match. Now they're, they're stepping back and then throwing Goto into this. So. Yeah, you think they're going to be very like, compelling. We've, we've, we've changed our mind. The weird at this point, Tana. Go ahead, go ahead. At this point, Tana. Sorry, I'm thinking of this live, so that's why there's probably a delay between my thoughts. But at this point with Tanahashi, it's like, just save him for the big shit. Like, we don't need to. He doesn't need to qualify for fucking shit. It's, I guess this is to add some suspense. I don't fucking know why they're doing this. <laughs> I have no idea. And it's not like there's a build to it. It's not like Goto was like, you know what? <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing shit for the last fucking five years. I lose all the time. Every single one of my title challenges, I'm losing. I'm sick and tired of it. Tanahashi, I'm taking you on because I really want that AEW championship. No, it's nothing. It's just like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Hiroki Goto is going to wrestle Tanahashi. Imagine that call, right? Like after you just kind of held the company down, you know, been working on during the pandemic, and you're just like, "Yeah, Goto, we're gonna need you to." Uh, there's now a qualifying match for the match that we've already put Tanahashi in, and, and it's gonna go 28 minutes. It's gonna be a Dominion. It's a 60 minute time limit. Time <laughs> goes 28 minutes. Listen, no, no knock on Goto. Yeah, I find sure, Goto. Yeah, sure. sure whatever, whatever, boss. <laughs> Can I just go home now and hang out with my kids? Uh. No knock on Goto. He's very entertaining, but come on. Chris, you excited? No. Was uh, What happened with Goto? Like, Goto was like, was he in the doghouse for the last five, last five years? Like, you remember, they were. he was like going to be a big deal. He he was training under water, waterfalls, and yeah. he came to the ring. He was all painted white with and kanji lost. on him. He and lost. he lost, and that was the end of him. That was it. I, I love I that storyline. He did all this training, these montages. He's underneath the freezing cold fucking waterfall. He comes painted in all white, and then he lost. Clean finish. That yeah, was straight up. Yeah, that was straight up Dragon Ball Z right there. Lost. Episodes and episodes of Vegeta training come out loose. Loses. <laughs> and you're like, why? What the fuck? That's honestly as good of a story as any. They just lose. Just be like, some guys just fucking. They just lose. Give it it's the all the, only, <laughs> the only difference between pro wrestling, like the the only the only difference between pro wrestling and like any other regu- like any other actual sport, is that when you lose that many times, eventually your contract just gets canceled yeah, and you right. go home. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Everybody oh, loses man. in life, but then they tell themselves. I didn't really want to win that. That wasn't for me. It's fun to watch someone <laughs> so say. Weird. It's fun to watch someone say, "No, this is for me. I, I, this is my number one goal in the world." And then still, you still lose. <laughs> oh man! All right, no time limit. This match has zero time limit. KOPW 2022 Championship match: Shingo Takage versus Tai Chi. Brandon, zero time limit. Yeah, like how they've like they for all of these they cap the craziness. Like this could only get so crazy, and then when when you get to Tai Chi, they're like we we couldn't we couldn't dare cap the the madness that Tai Chi will produce. Well, if you remember correctly, last last uh, KOPW match was most pinfalls, and oh, I believe Tai Chi was like, well, you wouldn't have beaten me if we had more time. I would have beaten you. So I think she goes like, like how, well, you know what? We'll do it. No time limit. We'll just keep going. Go ahead. 
I like how you phrase that, Jim. If I remember correctly, if you remember if correctly, that piece of information was ever exi- it ever existed in my head in the first place. <laughs> yes. If you remember correctly, Chris, that's why don't did, did, had they ever done the KOPW? Uh, wasn't that the one where they were going to do in the dark? Yes, they never did that one. They, did, they never did that no, one. They did, going to turn they on did, and uh, off. Blindfolds or bags over their heads instead. Wait, what was the what was the other? It was supposed to be what? In the dark, right? Yeah, it was the options were either wrestle in the dark, the Maybe. lights are going to be turned on and off, and then they wrestled, I think, with bags over their heads. But then Dick Togo, he just turned the lights off anyway. How <laughs> do we know that Dick Togo did it? Was there a shot of him like? No, he came out like yeah. Frankenstein switch. Like Abdul the Butcher getting electrocuted. Oh, no. Like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Yeah, comes, Dick Togo comes swinging in on a chandelier. 60-minute time limit. Never open weight championship. The champ, Tamatanga versus the challenger, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Brandon thoughts. These fucking carnies keep Kelly getting jobs, don't they? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, as if, as if you could try to stay up and watch this, they're going to put you right back to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, this is up to date, this thing. It's a 60-minute time limit, IWGP, United States Heavyweight Championship three-way match. The champ is Juice Robinson. I've read that he's hurt, but maybe he'll be back by Dominion. When the hell is Dominion? Check the date. Oh, uh, the 12th. I don't know if he's going to be back, but <laughs> go ahead and he's still. Um, versus... Will Ospreay and Sonata is back. So we get a three-way. Brandon, thoughts? High drama, man. Phew. <laughs> it's like it, it, half the match is like, they're back, they're participating. <laughs> Who knows? What's this guy doing here? Chris, I haven't come to you because there's nothing to talk about. But there is now. I'll well, I was going to say, Go was this the peri- is this the period in the podcast where people just start tapping that 15-second forward button? Yeah, yeah, right. New Japan, shit! <laughs> It's like when you get to the ad. <laughs> what is talking it? about a, a Manscaped. Yeah, Manscaped or... Um, Beyondies. Uh, mask, vax, and test. Let's put COVID to rest. That's the one yeah, that's been yeah. popping up a lot. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. like It's like a schoolhouse rock one. Yeah, I heard it in, I heard it in the fucking supermarket the other day. I was like... Tell, the COVID, tell the COVID to vamoose. Was oh, that an actual quote? <laughs> At one point, he tells the COVID to vamoose. All right. Vamoose. Vamoose. I was going to send this to you guys. There's a new one now on on Sports Talk Radio because they always have the most pathetic of them because they know their target audience. And it's just like, is your asshole full of hemorrhoids and you're you're bald? And call call these people. There's a new guy, Big Lou, in Philadelphia. And it's if you're over 50 years old and and you're overweight. And you might even be pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes. He can still get you a million-dollar life insurance policy for when you explode yeah. for the low price of $100 to $200 a month. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. He also, to, isn't no, he the one who's like, talk to Lou, I'm also on pills. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. hey, but it's not him that says it. It's the announcer. Talk to Lou. He's on meds, too. <laughs> They say something to the line like, if you're a big boy in big trouble, call Big Lou. And I was like, holy shit. So how about this? Go to the gym. Yet. All right, forget it. I'll get, I'll, I'll get accused of uh, 
Fat shaming. No. Fat shamer. Fat shamer. Right. Yeah. Go to the gym, you fat fuck. Because the alternative would be that you just want to watch these people die, right? God forbid you yeah. give them any advice. <laughs> 60-minute limit. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. The champ, Kazuki Okada, versus the challenger, Jay White. I hate to say that. Well, I don't hate to say this because I'm a fan of both these guys, but I think Jay White's winning this. Does Okada need the title to go do fucking Forgotten Door? I don't think he does. Well, I think Jay White are they both? This. Are they both doing Forgotten Door? I think they're all doing the Forgotten Door. So if they're all doing the Forgotten Door, it doesn't matter who has the fucking title. I think right. Jay White would be cooler with the title than Okada. Okada's fucking... He floats down from heaven on fucking... On a golden pathway of Okada dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, remember like the Tom and Jerry where he's got to get the escalator to heaven? That's yeah. where he is. He comes down that. I the mean, devil's at the bottom. I, yeah, he's fucking, he don't need shit, that dude. It sets up a good story, too, because then you can get Okada to win the G1. We haven't seen that in years. That'd be a good one. Well, the question you're asking, right, is what's more carny? Is it more carny for them to punish Jay White for not sticking it out through the pandemic and make him lose when, when he should win? Or is it more carny for them to just put on an awful card? <laughs> <laughs> and then just appease you with at least an Okada massive one. I think they're both. Well, no, I think it's more corny to punish someone. <laughs> There's imaginary it, punishments. Let me let me let me just add this though. Yes. The if I'm we're looking at it from our eyes, right? If you look at it now, you look at it from the Japanese crowd's eyes. First of all. Gallows and Anderson were over as fuck, and people hated them. Mm -hmm. Them coming back is going to be a big deal in New Japan. We won't like it, no, but the people no. that haven't seen them on fucking TV in years may like that. But we won't know because you don't have to cheer or boo, so you'd yeah. have no idea. But I honestly think, like, I, I, I think if you look at it from the perspective of the Japanese fan, they haven't seen these guys in a long time. They may be very excited to see them. Well, they, and then you'll like realize how not ex on that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you got to remember how over fucking like Carl Anderson was supposed to be the new foreigner. Yeah, that's a long right. Time like ago, I mean, he. Well, I I get it, yeah. but but he also hasn't been. But he, it's not like he's been coming back. No, he hasn't been there. Right, he was in WWE, and then then they're running around in Impact, and yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna act like an '80s wrestler for the other dude. That whole fucking fiasco but i don't know i just think that that might be big for the japanese fans and it will be big for me i can't stand looking at either of those fucking dudes brandon yeah there's this whole like i always see it on youtube it cracks me up because i'm like sucked into wrestling youtube of like if carl anderson actually could have been one of the greatest pro wrestlers of the modern era if he didn't team up with doc gallows and it's just like i don't i don't fucking think so i think this is just a bunch of grown men that are forced to stare at like a 25 piece puzzle and rethink it again and again. It's just not that complicated. And they're just like, well, if you flip it upside down, look at it this way. There could be more to the story. It's just like, <laughs> none, Anderson and Gallows are just not that good. <laughs> no. No. Does that make any sense? Yes. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. J-Way wins. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. You want to dive into AEW since it's the talk of the town now? Talk, talk of the, the talk town. Talk of the town, brother. 
CM Punk hurt. We know that. Um, how about? I would say on the CM Punk thing, since we didn't get to it earlier, yeah, I, I, th- I thought that that was pretty confusing how they laid out like what was happening with the title. Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, can, can I, can I, because we're going to get into this, but I want to bring up a real quick thing first because, and then we can, if you don't mind, we can talk about that title thing. CM Punk comes out and wrestles a trios match. Then they do the, the fucking, then they do the Tana, the Tana announcement. And then they come out after the fact on the same day. No, it was live. Oh, okay. All right. That's why I was confused. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I thought that they recorded them. Thank you for clearing that up because that, you look at the way I looked at it. I was like, wait, what? They did a real, they do the same thing when they go to Chicago. They did a big deal when they, and when they're in New York, they stretch it across the entire week. So they do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I they, thought was, the same thing, and then it was like, oh, this is at the Kia Center, and then this is at the Toyota Center. Yeah. Okay. All, all right. All right. Forgive, <laughs> forgive me. They're going with all the, you know, can't buy American. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been at Chevy and Dodge dealerships. And fucking Gary Barbera. Ram Heaven. Ram Heaven. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, Proceed, okay. please. All right, but so. still, no, I think the point is valid. Sorry. like No, it is. What, did he get hurt on Wednesday? And then Must have. That's what bad. fucked it up? Or he got hurt. There's a rumor that he got hurt when he did the dive into the crowd on Wednesday. That's... I thought that, like, what I was, dude, I, when he dove into the crowd Wednesday night, I said to myself, what happens when he gets hurt? He's an old man, and that's a big dive. Mm-hmm. There was having fun. Me, there was some part of me, and this is so stupid, and I don't, I don't even actually think this, but it thought crossed my mind where I was like, had to go do MMA for those couple years, wasting your fucking time. Now the moment you get put back on top, you fucking blow, blow your leg out. Yeah, you need surgery. Do we, it's gonna be out for a while. Do we know? Do we know what the injury is? We do not. This is okay. foot or something. They, yeah. I've, I've heard, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a hockey injury. It's lower, it's lower body injury. Lower, lower body injury. Lower body. Yeah, it was either him jumping into the crowd or it could have happened during the hangman match. But he didn't see a doctor until it was too late. He'd already worked the show. So there you go. But anyway, it was a pretty decent match. And then you get Tanahashi come out. We already talked about that. That's ruined. Um, then, okay, so for the New Japan aspect, they add Goto to the mix. But on the AEW aspect, AEW, they're going to have... John Moxley, who's is the number one contender, versus the winner of a fucking battle royal. And then that winner will be the interim champ, which I assume the interim champ will face CM Punk whenever he's healthy. That'll probably be his first defense against. Or when Punk comes back, that'll be they'll have to defend against CM Punk. But they didn't explain it very well. <laughs> it took a while for me to process it. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, I I was just like actually surprised by it because I was watched this live once I saw this uh, earlier part in the show that we'll get to kind of going viral. I was like, I got to turn this on. And I was genuinely spent five minutes on my phone searching like, what the, what are the, are the logistics of how they're handling this situation? And to the point where there was a main event happening and the commentators were still trying to like 
collect the information and and feed it back to you in a better manner. And CM Punk referenced it in his uh, monologue where he was like, I tried to give up the fucking belt. Tony doesn't want me to, basically. So we're doing something else here. And then what else are we doing? We don't know. Uh, uh, Just calling out another one of these moments where AEW, which I do often, is just like, who's producing this fucking thing? Right. Also, they... They did this with the TNT belt, too. They did interim. So they just take it off the guy, do a tournament. The fuck? Chris, thoughts? Well, they're trying to do it. Like I, I would assume that the thought is coming from uh, the way the UFC does it. I know, I, but that's, how, that's how they do it. It is. I'm only saying that because that. Is I'm just saying that that's probably where they got the idea from. Oh. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I, I think it's silly when they do that. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't find it that confusing. I just find it overwritten. Right. Right. You got a battle royal. The winner of the battle royal faces Moxley. Right. The winner of that match faces the winner of Goto and Tanahashi. And Tana. The only way, in my opinion that I'm as happy as I was with Punk versus Tana is if it's Danielson. Danielson's hurt. So it's not Danielson. Well, let's talk about that. So Danielson's out. Well, at least they're keeping him out. Uh, Adam Cole, they're keeping out. I think that's it. Okay. On top of Punk. So those guys are hurt until Forbidden Door, which is at the end of the month. Well, not CM Punk. CM Punk's out for a while, but. I was thinking so maybe John Moxley. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's either John Moxley or it's maybe Jericho if they stick Jericho in this battle royal. I mean, I wouldn't hate Jericho versus Tanahashi. We've seen it before. It was a good match. Well, we've seen it before, but it was very good. I do want to see John Moxley against. I I just I don't know. There was more of a generational thing seeing CM Punk against Tanahashi. I'm gonna be a little disappointed. I gotta say. This is disappointing. Sad. Yeah, Same, I agree. Same point. And uh, Chris, uh, sorry, like I'm not, I'm not saying that the situation is confusing. The situation is simple. What's confusing was the, the person CM Punk himself going out and saying like I don't know that I really disagree with agree with what's happening here and and not really touching on it and then them trying to like bleed something out. And I I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I will say to to respect the title enough to be like well you didn't actually beat the champ that we want to be the champ so you're an interim champ and if you want to treat the belt like that and AEW wants to have this like lineage of of guys that they've elected i don't think that that's a bad idea you just have to convey it properly so there you go mjf's promo brandon thoughts everybody's heard it i'm not gonna go blow by blow for it okay uh, okay. MJF's promo maybe use my brain for a couple minutes here, which is immediately puts it in the top one percent of of wrestling shit. Because I was like, "Is this for real?" At first, good for you. Got me there. Good for um, you. Some, it got yeah. you. <laughs> I wish things would get me. Yeah, I didn't it, this it, it did. The beginning. I wish it did. <laughs> it did. In the moment, I was like, "Okay, this feels like he's crossing some barriers here." Um. It obviously wasn't like mm. a, you know, it doesn't make any sense that someone would give you TV time to on their own show to tell you that they're a fucking mark. But hey, this cross some barriers and bridge some gap, and 
that's what a, a good story should be is like uh, we talk about all the time how it's not that hard to tell a interesting story. It happens all the time in real life. Well, why not just use an interesting story in real life to, to tell a wrestling story? So that's what we got out of this. I did like that he came out and he's like, this isn't MJF talking to you. This is Max Friedman, which is his, not his real name anyway. Chris, thoughts? Yeah. I'm at the point watching wrestling where, you know, I, I go, hmm, almost got me. Like, that's as much as you're going to get me. <laughs> it's almost, I'm almost there. I know this ain't real, but I'm almost there. Um, but, it, I mean, you know, it's it's well done if they're telling a story with it. You know, I mean, there's nothing else to be said. Yeah. Well acted. My favorite is, is there was people in the front row with the Burberry scarves on. Mm-hmm. And they were like, like... Like making like cocky faces. Yep. And I wonder if they got bought. They bought in it and they were like, ah! "He's talking about us. Ah! We're marks." <laughs> also, I think when you use that term, for if as a person who watches a lot of videos, like I fall into the YouTube trap of. I hate to call them shoot interviews, but shoot interviews. Right, right. That's what they call them. They call them shoot interviews. Yeah, I, I, I fall into the trap of that. When you refer to – there's a couple things I want to bring up. When you refer to wrestling fans as marks, you do this derogatory way, and they do it in real life. Yeah. This isn't just a TV. That's what they call you backstage. They don't like You're you. A cunt. You're a fucking cunt. It's it's such a because weird thing that they hate the fan base so much. I don't understand it. Yeah. Now I had this conversation with the gentleman. I, mean, I kind of hate the customers at the bar too, so I kind of get. Well, it. I just had this conversation with the gentleman I work that uh, that comes into my work, and I explained it to him. He said something joking around. I was like, "Well, I guess the hell with customer service." And then somehow the conversation evolved, and I was like, "Look, let me explain something to you. I consider you a friend. I really do. I I, I enjoy your your company." Thank As you. a customer, you can go fuck yourself. That's the way everybody who's ever worked in the service industry has ever felt about everybody every day of their lives. Mm-hmm. It's this weird paradox of I need you, I hate you. And it's the same thing in the wrestling business. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that wrestling fans are cunty. <laughs> Fucking bar patrons and restaurant patrons are fucking awful. They are. I mean, just let's just be honest. Yes. Um, you have the ones that are, like, are completely disrespectful and are assholes. Yeah. And then you have the degenerate drunks that are in there all the time that are right. completely degenerates. <laughs> so you hate it's them. Like, go do something. Get a life, man. Get a go life. Fuck, get go, a life. Get a go. life. Get a life. Yeah, how, <laughs> how many times in my Sorry head the, the rant, words... But... How many times in my head the words, fucking go somewhere. Come out of, like... Just go do something with yourself. Like Judge so Smells. Like Judge Smells. Don't you people have yeah. homes? Exactly. So anyway, I, I just, but I, I, I guess I, so I guess I just went back on what I was saying. I contradicted myself. Yeah, I, I think get, so too. I agree I with them. Get, I, I do now, I, I get where they're coming from. I talked myself they, out of it. I agree with Maxwell. When they, when they break that, like, this is television, this is real life, and, and I, 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 I I wish they had never gotten into that world of 
seeing how the sausage is made. Uh, you know, it's cool. Like if you're going to talk to, I always find myself talk, look watching uh, videos of Greg Valentine. He pops up all the time, and the guy, when you listen to him talk, this is a fucking, whatever he did, he's a fucking professional, right? But that's cool. Once these guys are kind of out of it and they want to talk about things, that's cool. But when they're in it and they're letting you know what's going on and now nothing's a surprise and the fucking third wall has been shattered, it's just like, I just don't like it. I just feel like, it's just like, why are we doing this? Can we keep... The fantasy some that we all know is fantasy somewhat alive. That's the fun of it. That's how I feel about going to either of the bars that you guys work at. <laughs> <laughs> we just ruined it for you. <laughs> no, I just I disagree on all fronts. I, I was like, good. Hey man, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, like, look, it's a fucking job. It gets it gets boring. But when you're getting paid that much at the pro wrestler level, where you can retire in a couple years, it's like get over that shit. Have some stasis with the crowd where you 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 gotta be in the right mindset. John Cena flew to fucking the Netherlands to meet up with a kid for, with Down syndrome that was a big fan of his that survived the Ukraine. Survived. Yeah, that him. rocked. And f- dude, be more like John Cena. Come on. Be like John Cena. Uh, I hope he does. I, that I was hope awesome. he signed a contract for fifty thousand dollars, and that's why he's mad. I hope that's how much he makes a year. That'd be fucking, if he made less than me, that'd be fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> you fuck, you're out there talking shit with your scarf, and I'm fucking plunging toilets and yelling at people that don't know how to fucking behave, and I'm making more money, you fucking prick. Yeah. Sorry, WWE fans. I don't think he's ever going anywhere. Oh, dude, if he went to WWE, he'd be at the bottom of the fuck. They already have him in WWE, and the guy that's him in WWE is fucking amazing at it. Talking about The Miz? I'm talking about The Miz. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody fucking better at fucking being an asshole, literally burying his ass because he got his pants ripped off his body last night, and, you know, (laughs) the eye eye candy that comes with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about Maurice for a minute. Yeah, let's talk about Maurice. (laughs) All right, uh, Brandon, Miro's back. Johnny Elite had a uh, open contract, which was ridiculous, to fight anyone in AEW. And Miro comes out and does this thing about God, and he needs to hunt down his God and kill his God. There you go. Brandon, he's back. Yeah, Miro has found God again. But I was thinking uh, because the MJF promo just happened and he was bitching about WWE guys, I was like, holy fuck, I forgot that John Morrison is getting paid by this company. <laughs> and I was wondering if that was direct. Like I have it like in my head. I'm like, he saw the John Morrison contract and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta that be honest is... with you. you. Do you honestly think? Like, I I don't think you guys do. Uh, MJF, same level of stardom as CM Punk. Now, I, I no. wasn't going to get into this, but he, he reminds me a lot of the people that I work with. Uh, and it's like a lot of these like younger guys where it's like there's so much money out there that could be made. And you see money flying around and people making money and you're like, well, I deserve that money. Okay. I'm as good as anyone. Well, what did you do? You're not. You didn't do anything yet. Could you do stuff? Are you doing a little bit of stuff? Yeah, but you didn't do anything yet. So it's it, a part of me is like, and I don't want to. I don't want to get on the side of the argument where it's like I'm standing up for the owners against the the workers, but no. it's like 
you, the guys like these guys are four years old and have done shit. You're you got uh, you're ten feet from the starting line. You turn around going, hey, this is bullshit. It's yeah. like just shut up. Shut up. Put your head That's down. Like any person under twenty five that just starts a job does. And then eventually you can start complaining. When it gets time for a raise, you start complaining. About two years before your contract's up, if it's real, which I don't think it is. But anyway, back to Miro. I'm very happy. Okay, good. Uh, I'm very happy, and I'm and I'm glad to said that Miro um, married well too. I married well too. (laughs) Referring to his wife, Jim Ross, checking out Miro's wife. He married well. She's got she's got a great butt. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about on AEW? Yeah, fuck Jim Ross. Next. Um, Athena versus on Rampage. That was pretty good. Who the fuck did she fight? Not Red Velvet. Kira Hogan. Oh, Kira Hogan, yes. Yeah, Hogan. Kira Hogan. Yeah, that was pretty good. Good match. Brandon. Yeah, this was wild. I I hadn't seen a, a Ember Moon Athena wrestle in a long time. That f- finished the, I don't know what the proper term is. It's an RKO to me off the top rope. Was gnarly. What the hell is that thing called? She has a name for it. I have, it's like I a have no idea. Flipping stunner, right? RKO. <laughs> some, some kind of like flying stunner thing, but no. yeah, to execute it is, is gnarly. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, I, I like to see the quality of the women's wrestling in AEW rise a little bit, but Rampage in general was a fucking mess. The Young Bucks I, and, I kind of young Bucks and Lucha was pretty good. Yeah, it kind of stinks. Young Bucks and, Lute, and uh, Lucha Bros was pretty good. Although it's kind of a foregone conclusion that the Bucks were going to win this. But. Chris, thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, that match, I, when I first saw the ending, uh, I loved it, and then I realized, wouldn't Penta tie his mask on just a little bit fucking better than that? <laughs> um, actually that, in this uh, review the bleacher report which gave it an a minus of course it says it looks way too easy to pull penta's mask off his oh head. there you go you okay that thing better in the back <laughs> okay um athena i you don't like her no i don't like it she embarrassed i feel embarrassed by her for Dude, her plus they would see her live plus she waves her finger in your face so much oh my god plus she so plus she dresses plus they were both wearing the same ring gear they look like a fucking tag team the two of them i did like the wings uh, i'm a big fan of the wings and um i all right can you help me with something here absolutely i'm gonna because i know since we're talking about aw and i almost forgot i made no effort to 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 fix this mm-hmm. aw went long on uh, on Wednesday night, Wednesday they night. went into the eleven o'clock hour. Okay, my DVR did, it did not. Yeah, it happens to me too. I don't know what happened at the end, and I said, you know what? I'm not even gonna try to find and fuck out. I'm just gonna let everybody know how fucking mad I was because it turned off because I was enjoying that match. It was Mox and, or Mox and uh, Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, it was pretty good. There you go. But did <laughs> end or no? Huh? Did anything happen? Did storylines advance? Did or no? They I just. Don't there DVR. You go. Do you guys? Does DVR let you fast forward through the commercials? Yes. 100. It's wonderful. But okay. now I have to record whatever's on after AEW as well as AEW because it might go long and I'll lose the end of the show. That's interesting. Eh. Sometimes it's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah, that you who, do. who fucking cares. I <laughs> Shit, just look on the fuck. It comes. It'll be on the. It'll be on Instagram five seconds after it happens. So you're we right. are getting blood and guts though. A blood and guts match. You're not getting the blood and guts. There's blood and guts. Oh, 
How could I forget this? Jericho's finally getting his head shaved. He's losing that fucking oh, hair. Yeah. Yes. There's no yeah, yeah. there's no suspension of disbelief here, right? Like we know the outcome. Jericho's losing that head finally. He saw himself in that video during that fucking match over the whatever over the weekend, two weekends ago, and he was like, "Oh man, it's time to give it up. I can't hold on to it anymore." Well, can I just add this? He said during an interview or where, whatever it was, like you know, during the show, I forget exactly where Jericho was at this point, but he was complaining about how Moxley ripped the hair out of his head to cover up the fact. I think to cover up the fact that he saw that he had a bald spot and everybody saw that he was balding and was probably fucking talking all kinds of shit. So him being the fucking genius that he is was like, I know how to fix this. Just fucking tell him it's Mox's fault. He ripped the hair out of my head. Yep. Now he can shave it. Yep. Love it. Let me know it. Love it. Brandon, thoughts? I got to say, I was totally on the other side of this. I was like, there's no way that his hair's gone. He's no. a rock star. No, it's gone. He's going mm-hmm. Rob Halford. I hope so. Oh, I was like, was... No, no, oh, well, we're going to see bald Santana. I mean, it, is it a big loss if Santana's bald? No, nah, nobody cares. Like no, but right that's back. every. Has there ever been a hair versus hair match where like the big guy gets his fuck? Like you see, you has there ever been a hair versus hair match where there you've been a famous wrestler that you've never imagined bald be bald? Kevin Nash. It's always Adrian Adonis. <laughs> Jericho cut Kevin Nash's hair off. Yeah, he did. And then and then Kevin Nash was in the film adaptation of the Marvel Comics movie The Punisher. The Punisher. There's your answer. There you Thomas go. Jane. Kevin Nash. Didn't he come up recently? Conversation. Thomas Jane. Anyway, um, it was, I think it was in my household. Tom, Thomas Tommy C. Oh, oh, I forgot. Tommy C. Tommy J. I forgot to talk about Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. That match fucking ruled. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it was good. No, I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, and was they, the heels lost, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was amazing. Brandon, good. What were you going to say? I was going to say Jamie Hader like kind of rose out of from above there quietly. We should not rules. ignore that. I fucking love her. That could be the thing, right? We were kind of talking about like what's next for Thunder Rosa, even though it was a tag loss. I could see Jamie Hader moving up here, moving uh, on up. Yeah. Um, also, she uh, caught Ruby Soho on her head. As well. As I said, last year, Jamie Hader, best in the division at catching people. That's her job. <laughs> Make sure nobody gets the her. She's the lifeguard. She's the lifeguard. She's throwing preservers out all over the place to make sure these girls She should come and just out in like just a red onesie with a big white plus sign on it. Oh, my God. It'd be so hot. Um, <laughs> anything else to talk about? Anything else? Plus side, yeah. No, I don't plus think so. Giant plus side. <laughs> uh, what do we got coming up next week? I don't even know. I don't care. Who cares? It'll be on. We have to wait for the results this week to find out what Forbidden Door is, I'm assuming. Yeah, we'll have to wait till the end of the Battle Royal, and then they'll wrestle Mox. And then the 13th is the other show, which is this week, is next Monday. So by next Wednesday, we'll probably know the card for, for Dominion is the 13th. So we'll probably know the card by next week for uh, Forbidden Door. Jay White champ. Okada versus. Everybody. Uh, getting Okada, I think we're getting Okada versus. Uh, let's see. We'll get Okada versus the Hangman. There you go. That's my guess. Brandon? You boys enjoy Hell in a Cell? 
I didn't watch any. Oh, you know what I did? I turned it on for a minute because my wife was washing her hair, and uh, or dyeing her hair, whatever she was doing. And uh, I'm going to wash my hair. And you were like, <laughs> I watch wrestling. No, no, I was, I was like, play video games. I played video games for a little bit. Still playing The Witcher Three. And uh, then I was like, eh, I'm sick of doing this. And I switched on Peacock, and I caught it just in time for to see that Oscar kicking the shit out of fucking Becky Lynch. That match ruled. Playing, playing Paperboy for a PS4. I am Paperboy. Yeah, that match ruled. Oscar, Becky Lynch, and uh, Bianca Belair. That was good. And then it was like the only thing I go ahead. Oh, go ahead. The only thing I saw was Cody Rhodes. But... Yeah, I didn't see any of that coming uh, except for the images. Um, and it was like coming up next after this match, Bobby Lashley versus some dude. I was like, I don't know. Oh, versus MVP. I'm, I was like, oh, almost I'm, an MVP. I, in the they same almost match, they yeah. almost got me with the hook. I was like, all right, maybe I'll check out the rest of the show. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I don't fucking care. Good stuff. The Cody Rhodes match was good. I, was I good? generally thought it was good. Yeah. I will I will say this. Look. Pretty What's fucking that? gnarly. His tit looked pretty fucking juicy. Yeah, that uh that's the classic Triple H pack bruise, right? We've all seen that it looked like a tattoo of it. I'm like, oh we know what that is. He pulled he worked through it. Because he's cooler than Triple H. He's fighting his way out of the mid card, couldn't lose that op. That's right. But he did a good job. It was entertaining. Chris thoughts. I mean, look, I don't, I didn't watch a match. I did watch a bit of Monday Night Raw, and uh, how was that? I mean, the guy gets, the guy gives it his all. He always does. He doesn't fucking, he ain't no half. Is that Triple H? He's back in the ring. No, fucking Triple (laughs) H. Cody, pacemaker. Cody, yeah. Cody. Yeah, that's right. Triple H does have a pacemaker. He's got a pacemaker. (laughs) The best when they ask him, like, you think is that your last match? He's like, I got a pacemaker. It's not gonna look good if I have a heart attack and die in the middle of the ring. I wonder if he's going to get all skinny, Lex Luger skinny now. Well, Lex Luger had a stroke. Yeah. That's why he's all skinny. But, um, yeah, um, so he came out on Monday Night Raw. He claimed that he had torn the pec tendon completely off the bone, which is a complete fucking lie. Um, You know, I mean, he's, he's selling it. I shouldn't say it's a lie. He's selling it because Seth Rollins came out and said, you know, he said, I'm done with Seth Rollins. And in typical WWE fashion, Seth Rollins interrupts him, comes out, shakes his hand, and says, you know, your your father would be proud, and he leaves. And you go, okay, Cody Rhodes. He wrestled Seth Rollins at, at WrestleMania. He won. He wrestled him again. I don't know what the fuck happened. Culminated in Hell in a Cell. Big match, high drama, torn peck. He gets the win. Rough ass fucking match. Should be over. We've reached the climax. We have a resolution. Nah, it's WWE. They're still at war. And you knew that his pec wasn't torn from the 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 tendon wasn't torn from the bone when Seth Rollins came out and started beating him with a sledgehammer. Yes. And you're like, I, I don't, right there, I man. don't, I don't think that fucking. That fucking, that uh, tendon was, and it was actually my wife who was watching it going to be like, yeah, he didn't tear that tendon right from the bone. And yeah, no, you're not. Because he was also talking about being in Money in the Bank. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be in Money in the Bank. Is that the next pay-per-view? Yeah. Like, how could he do that? He can't. Does he have you to couldn't. reattach the tendon? You would, yeah, it's fucking, he'd be out for almost a year. I did see a, uh, I watched a, some video at a doctor 
posted about the tit. And he said that he could work with the tit being torn. That it wouldn't be a problem because there's nothing he could, he can't tear it more. He would just be dis, discomfort until he goes in and gets surge or whatever they do. Grinding, grinding the rest of your shoulder. Yeah. My, uh, this is like that time for Cody Rhodes now. I was just talking to one of my friends that got fired from my place of work a couple months ago and he's doing a road trip now and he sends me the map of the road trip and it's like days one through four, I'm driving from Philadelphia to Wisconsin. I'm like, I told him, I was like, about day two, you're going to be stuck in the middle of Ohio and be like, what the fuck did I do? That <laughs> this is about that time of year for Cody Rhodes where he's like, okay, WrestleMania was sweet. I could do whatever I want. Now it's, oh, we get like, Vince is in his ear. You got to be, how about money in the bank? How about the, the next oh, show? Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, yeah. what did I do? <laughs> This isn't hey, as wow. exciting as I thought it was going to be. You can go get surgery after you just do money in the bank. You can win <laughs> money in the bank and then go get surgery. In the, oh, Jesus Christ. I think it was – someone said he had thir- he's had 13 matches since he showed up on at WrestleMania, and that's more than all the matches he had on in AEW leading up to it because he's doing all these house shows too. He's, bust, he's busting his ass. Probably out of shape, yeah. Oh, that titty, man. You got a fucking loose titty. All of a sudden, you start working five days a week. It's like, Jesus Christ. I don't want to work five days a week. My feet are killing me when I'm working five days a week. How about this bullshit? Works for This sucks. fucking bullshit is exactly what it is. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts? Anything to talk about? Yes, Nothing. Sir. No, we're good. Let's go. Yeah, we're good. Thanks for joining us this week. and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back here next week.